0: The sunshine Patriot in a crisis, shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position
1: on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on
2: your path. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Cold Podcast. I'm Odin. This is Tier. And we are joined once again by our good friend Marcus. So Marcus, so. Uh, today's episode is China, the church, and the cheapening of life. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm just laughing because I, I know how uh, this is going to go. I'm going to watch Chum go 50 shades of uh, blood pressure. So...
2: <laughs> so prior to this I needed to make sure that you were prepared and realized that none of those would actually carry over to an audio podcast. But we just spent probably the last 20 minutes or so talking about talking about and watching videos that are coming straight out of China. We have independent verification that these were taken recently, they weren't from the 2020 lockdowns, that these were recent. The people screaming you know what? That one might actually make it to the audio. Let's let people hear this one. Yeah. Let's see if they can hear it. Uh, is it this one.
3: So, you don't that Yoaming la. Just ganka. You don't want to hide. I'm going to catch you. You're in the middle of the There's someone in their house the floodlight. You can see it a couple of times.
2: They're starving. Yeah. They've been welded into their houses they're starving the Chinese government is is throwing away food and killing their
3: pets. so I want you oh, good Unless you've been living under a goddamn fucking rock in your nice little American goddamn bubble, you've actually started realizing how how bad it's getting in other parts of the world. China is probably one of the most graphic at the moment.
2: Well, uh, let let's let's play by the numbers. They have locked down approximately twelve million in Shanghai so far, with another eleven million left to be locked down and put into quarantine. Shanghai, China has developed a zero COVID policy, which I hope that the guards who are currently beating their citizens realize that that applies to them as well.
3: They won't. They won't until it's too late. Yeah. What is it that we said that you do when you're wanting to take over a nation and you're wanting to destroy a government, what you do is you... Get the people that are sympathetic to you and let them do because they will do when they're zealots like that. They will do everything they are told and they will have no conscience about it. And when you've finally taken over, what do you do? You kill them off because you know they'll fight.
2: Yeah. So. So with everything that's going on in in China and the lockdown, let's look at the numbers. They had on Friday, twenty five thousand new cases of covid-19. Twenty five thousand. That's why they're locking down a city of 24 million people of that zero deaths. Oh, yeah. And that's
3: fucking bullshit. If you want to count how many people jumped to their death.
2: No, no, I'm talking about simply from COVID. They don't count COVID numbers like we do where if they were shot or died in a motorcycle accident, and they have COVID that we call it as a COVID death. They don't do that because it makes their numbers look bad. They've had no deaths due to COVID and they've only had one that was actually admitted into a hospital because of COVID serious COVID complications. One. And that justifies...
3: That's because they're welded into their house like it's a goddamn
2: fucking sepulcher. Ah, it's even worse than that. They're taking people away at midnight. You receive a phone call if you tested positive because they're testing everybody. You get a midnight phone call. They sit here and they take you to a quarantine facility within an hour of the phone call. They put you in and regardless of what your symptoms do in the next few days, you never get tested again. This is not about covid this is about control this is well, about what they want to do here
1: well again and it's not like the chinese government you know you know it's it's not all roses and uh, fucking unicorns over there it's not like they need an excuse to do anything to their people and they've shown that in the past you know they'll do what they do but the, if anybody thinks that this is about covid especially with those numbers especially with now what we are learning as time goes on and all the bullshit has settled for the most part <laughs> about natural immunity and all those other things and how, you know, how inflated that COVID actually got because of our governments, you know, this this has nothing to do. It's one of the, it's the most populated place in the world is China, you know, yep. they, they tr- they're going to decrease their population one way or another, whether it be by force uh, or starving them, starving them out. And if anybody thinks that you know what what we were speaking about before we got on air about the food and
2: and how they're distributing it and whatnot, like oh that all right. So Marcus, you have not seen this video. Okay. So I'm going to play you a video. You can keep talking, but I want you to see the the video that you know how we're talking how they're they're talking about starving to death and all that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm gonna play you a video that shows what China's government is doing with the food that they have and you get to describe to all of our dozens and dozens of viewers how much food you see and what they're doing with it holy shit
1: so it looks like a schoolyard right it looks like some sort of open field and they're just dumping it into trash cans and into the Well people are sitting there watching
4: <inaudible> and <in> they're stuck
1: <inaudible> yep. kind of similar to the US government uh, forcing farmers to burn most of their crops
2: Yep.
3: just look at the size of that building and realize that that food is what three to four feet high
0: April 4th,
3: 2022.
1: And there's people literally in those tenements
2: starving to death. There are people
1: that are welded into their apartment buildings. That could have fed four of those buildings. Easy.
2: Just one of of those shots could have done that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yet people are
3: hanging themselves. Anybody who believes the government has your best interest at heart
2: is a fucking moron. Oh, hold on. There's more. (laughs) There's always more.
3: (laughs) Oh, no. He's showing you the kosher ones. He's not
2: showing you some of the other ones that we got. No, no, no. I'm I'm not going to show those. I'm not going to show any more videos. I'm going to talk about stories. Here's the first one. This is a personal first-hand experience from a... From a friend of mine who runs a poultry farm uh, in another state. They came out and they did a CPR test on yeah, PCR, PC, whatever. CPR, <laughs> PCR, whatever they, they man, CPR would probably be more effective. So they did a PCR test on chickens on chickens. And uh, one of them tested positive for the avian flu. So they killed 1.3 million chickens at his farm. All of them. How many? Slaughtered all of them. 1.3 million. Slaughtered all of them. Jesus. So, I want you to keep that story in mind when we talk about... I'm going to share the screen. All right? Mm-hmm.
3: You know, a lot of people sit there and go, well, that's China. It'll never happen here.
2: Biden admin prioritizes climate fantasies while famine threatens the world. By the way, that is a picture from uh, the Holdemotor or, or blah, 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 blah from Ukraine from the 1930s. President Joe Biden would rather virtue signal about climate change than act on the near term <clears throat> implications of a global famine. President Joe Biden says he's working on how to mitigate global food shortages, but action speaks louder than words, and so does inaction. Global food supply chain chaos has increased due to Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Now, I don't agree necessarily with this part, but it does make a valid point. Countries across the globe are scrambling to increase food production. However, America is not one of them because President Joe Biden would seemingly rather virtue signal about climate change than act on the near term implications of global famine ukraine is the breadbasket of europe with soil similar to that of the american midwest it's one of the largest exporters of wheat and corn in the world those exports were a lifeline for millions of people including many who have lived in global crisis zones no reliable agriculture of their own the world food program warned ukraine supply as a chain is falling apart those problems will worsen if ukrainians cannot plant crops this spring on top of this. Putin threatened to restrict food sales from Russia, also one of the world's largest exporters, to only friendly countries. Understanding the impending crisis, European Commission has opened up to conserve agriculture land for cultivation and distributed $550 million to European farmers to increase production. The Biden administration was asked to take similar steps by opening approximately 4 million acres of high-quality of high farmland for production that are currently held in the Conservation Reserve Program, CRP. Biden refused. As an explanation, his agricultural secretary, Tom Vislak, told National Grain and Feed Association that reopening the farmland would have a significant and detrimental impact on producers' efforts to mitigate climate change. Nobody gives a fuck about climate change when they're starving. These elite motherfuckers need to go pound sand. Well, Biden
1: cares about fucking climate change because him and his family have a large interest in the fucking... Lithium mines. <laughs> that's the whole reason that went to Biden was all disturbing. of them. That's the whole reason all of them pushed.
2: need to be arrested for treason at this point. All of them. It gets worse. This is that's just the first part of the article. It gets worse. This is not the first time Biden places environmental image above common sense in human life. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry's obsession with cutting a Green New Deal with communist China caused him to overlook slave labor and uh, the Uyghurs. Moreover, President Biden refuses to expand domestic energy production because, in the words of Speaker Nancy Pelosi, additional domestic product would be upending our initiatives to save the planet from the climate crisis. Eat them. Eat them. At every turn, I have a recipe for human stew. At every (laughs) turn, the Biden administration embraces climate change fanaticism as a means to enrich its favorite corporate donors and appeal to a small fringe of the Democratic Party's base. By the way, the best human meat that you can eat is vegans, because you know that they're grass-fed. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember,
3: remember, ladies and gentlemen, as long as you don't eat the brain,
2: long pig is fine. Right. And if you're going to feed it to your dogs because you love your animals, right? Make sure that you season heavily with garlic. This way they don't develop a taste for human meat. Okay. I would like to thank Arson for that tidbit of information that he's shared with me.
1: Uh no, that that's a low-key. <laughs> that's not an arson, that's low-key. <laughs> yeah, it's low key. <laughs> you know, remember the you know the the more you know shooting star? We need one of those for this, <laughs> Right. <laughs>
2: All right, look, all right, all
1: right. Look in the '60s and the '70s, right? The world was freezing. We're gonna freeze. We're going to a nuclear winter. We're gonna freeze. You know, '80s, '90s. Well, more '90s, 2000s. Right now, now it's global warming. the uh, fucking the glaciers are melting and blah 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 blah. Once they started trading uh climate control and uh, digital, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, the footprints, whatever, uh, the carbon footprints and all that shit on the stock market.
2: Anybody ever think to say, hey? Maybe this is bullshit. Well, you know, when we talk about needing people to take a moral stance, what is morally correct, how to stance, most people used to look to the church. That brings us to our second topic, the church. Mr. Tear, I want to open up this (laughs) section of the uh, of uh, this section of the podcast. With a prayer. Do so. All right, here we go. Ready? This comes out of Iowa, a heavily red state. Just just remember that. And a major denomination, Presbyterian Church out of Iowa. Just for context.
4: Oh God of pronouns. Oh fuck Thanks to the great one. The one who was identifiable as God. I am what I am, you say, the great they, the incarnate he and she, the god of trans being, impregnating, fathering God, breastfeeding God and many breasts, you shadow, you shatter all stereotypes, making every single person male and female, male and female, intersex. Non-binary, in your image, exactly in your image. Spectrum, rainbow god, who put your promise for non-violence in the symbol for queer love before humanity knew. That's not how that works! Who had Joseph who could not sleep with a woman in a beautiful lady's cloak, perhaps of rainbow colors, before we knew. You knew. God of pronouns who said you can call me... He didn't sleep with a woman because today, she was married! Whatever makes you feel closest to me. Invisible and visible God. On this day, where visibility, and celebration, belated, belatedness, affirmation, and acceptance is the bare minimum.
2: Oh, for fuck's Remind sake. Remind
4: us that you are the God of pronouns. No! You affirm and you celebrate them. God of Saul, Paul, Simon, Isaac, Jacob, Isaac, Simon, Peter, Abram, and Sarai, and Abraham, and Sarah. God of Joseph, of the coat of many colors, of the Ethiopian eunuch, of the Virgin Mary. God of all found families in the Bible. Remind us that you affirm us in our full identity, name, pronoun, found family, all of it. For this we give you thanks and praise for the great I am, the great they them. All Thank for you, God. And so in the now, now in the words that our mother, our father, and our sibling God taught us to pray, Let's pray with us now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
3: Hell is empty. Hey, the the devils, devils are here, today, taking daily. fucking notes.
4: Forgive us our debts
3: as we forgive our debtors. And leave us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. <coughs> Look, you two-timing son of a bitch. Hold on, I ain't even Christian. And I know that the rainbow was there as a promise that God was not going to destroy the planet again. Not one of your fucking he, she, they, them, fucking, I love everybody because I'm a fucking whore.
1: iowa you say you sure not california iowa (laughs) please say california iowa that's fucking crazy and the fact look i remember my first my first with my first wife i got married in the church right uh the catholic church and before we could do anything like you know we had readings that approved readings that we were allowed to have Certain family members read. Anything that anybody was going to say had to be pre-approved. I could almost picture the priest who married us. (laughs) if That shit came out. (laughs) Fucking smacking us. The the dude in
2: the background just looks absolutely lost. Yeah. Do I need to play it again? Are, Are you mad enough about that one? Fuck him. But wait, there's more.
3: Oh, there's always
2: more. <laughs> you should know me better than that. There's oh, yeah. always more.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Some... say them, he, she, it, my sibling. No, it's the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost. He's not. Mm.
2: Okay, I have decided that I'm not going to give you the tame down one. I'm going to give you the snarky version of this story. Because I think that you will appreciate when I read this story with a snarky tone than if I read it from MSNBC. Ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, here we go. Woke church gives up whiteness for Lent. The genuinely ignorant are not only inclined to show themselves, sometimes they advertise it. Take this so-called place of worship in Illinois. They've decided to give up something for Lent. Whiteness. For Lent this year, First United is doing a mix of giving something up and taking something on. In our worship service throughout Lent, we will not be using any music or liturgy written or composed by white people. Our music will be drawn from the African-American spirituals tradition, from South African freedom songs, from Native American traditions, and many, many more. You know you can't give that up. And as for trying, I'll quote the scripture and verse of the New Hampshire Democratic Party. That's not good enough. The only acceptable sacrifice is shut the hell up, get out of the way, and let real Democrats do the work. And while belief in Christ teaches that forgiveness or redemption is possible for the truly repentant, in theory, there is no forgiveness. The original sin of being born white cannot be absolved. You will live and die, and nothing you do or say can forgive something over which you had no control. The, this article is written in satire Satire to literally go after these people. <laughs> so these ideologically stonewashed dolts at the First United Church of Oak Park, Illinois, are your classful, classic useful idiots. Mules wait, wait, for the wait, revolution. Wait. Did you Go say ahead. Illinois? Yep. Oh, Michael,
3: the Archangel, you got some explaining to do. Looks like everybody else in your goddamn state is just as nuts as you are.
2: These carriers of a communist disease of division, no irony there, are spreading the word that anyone who will listen or more likely is too afraid to contradict. So fascism, based on revolution and sacrifice, a church advocates a worldview where forgiveness is impossible and damnation is inevitable. Just a heads up, the Marxism upon which theory is based and to which it aspires is like that too. And no, your tribute will not be enough to get you a seat at their grown-up table. There is no enough. You'll be fighting for scraps with the rest of the dogs. Look on the bright side. For every Lent after, not that they'll ever allow you to celebrate it again, you won't have much to give up. They will already have stolen just about everything from you. There will be no Easter either because sins against the state are never forgiven. Like I said, ignorant idiots. I figured that you would like it.
1: Did <laughs> you would like that one better?
2: <laughs>
1: wait, wait, this whole thing satire or are people really giving up on no. this for lunch? No no, 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 no. no,
2: that that's actual. Oh, by the way, I I found a video of the announcement. <laughs> Tears like fuck you Odin continuing there you go. our spiritual practice that we are calling Fasting from Whiteness. During this season of Lent, we are choosing to place at the very center of this church the voices of Black people, Indigenous people, and other people of color. Hey, Tier, are you on the first
1: floor of your house? Yes. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a little worried. I was going to do a well check. I don't want you jumping out of any windows. Um... <laughs> <laughs> worst facial sprain in. You look it like
3: he grooms fucking children. <laughs> you
1: know, you know what? No it's great. That is fucker's
3: got a-, a white van with free candy right down the fucking side of it. And he's wanting to use his religion. His watered-down milk toast religion like half the fucking Republican party over here that's going to be like, "Oh, it's church. You got to let him do it."
1: gotta no, do it? But again, all these people they want to they want to give up weightness for Lent. They want to, you know, uh, atone for the sins of our ancestors, our sure. ancestors, but none of them are giving up their houses. Well, if if you, know that, you that, that no, no, no,
3: no, 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 give up your kid's
1: spot in college.
3: Oh, that's perfectly fine. You know what? You know it's perfectly fine. Let them drink the, let them drink the Kool Aid like a bunch of Jonestown groupies.
2: They're in a cult. Wokeness is
3: a cult at this point they can they can get rid of their whiteness that way or scrub their fucking skin till it bleeds. I don't see them actually giving up. What I see is a whole bunch of fucking bullshit virtue signaling because they're cowards and they're terrified.
2: Oh, Do you want to know what the best part about that whole thing is? Hmm. 99% of the congregation of that particular church are white. Of course they are. 99.9% no, of the people because people looked into this. 99.9% of the tithes collected at that church come from white people. Nine out of 10 people sitting on the board out. are white. So do we just fire all of them? No, it's, it's, it's almost as
1: tone deaf as, as AOC, that fucking twat waffle wearing that fucking dress that says
2: tax the rich to a $30,000 uh, plate dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you saw my, you saw my, uh, my TikTok that I did. About it's a small world. Mm-hmm. I think that they don't like that video at TikTok because uh, I have like 15 views. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I have another one. I have another one I'm making for TikTok. This yeah, one is more audio. So I figure a good place to sit here and start it would be here. So, uh, Let me play it for you. Because I have a feeling that you will appreciate this one, Mr. Tear.
1: He's not answering directly anymore. I think he's talking to himself, which means somebody's getting blown up. Here we go. He's rocking back and forth. Watch.
4: Watch.
0: King Solver was a service manager who oversaw ride repairs at the Magic Kingdom. He was arrested in 2014 for soliciting sex from an agent posing as a 14-year-old girl. Alan Treister, a concierge at Animal Kingdom Lodge, who used to work at Disney's popular Toy Story Ride, advertised himself online as Big Teddy Bear for Younger Chaser, and confessed to having sex with a 15-year-old boy he groomed online. Animal Kingdom Lodge gift shop worker Paul Fazio was convicted of downloading child pornography videos showing sexual activity with adults and children. Character actor Patrick Holgerson was arrested in 2014 after sending nude photos online while trying to meet up with a 13-year-old boy. Justin Hazan, an operator on the Millennium Falcon ride, and Arlandra Sims, a food runner at the Animal Kingdom resort, were busted in 2020 for selling child pornography with victims as young as four years old. Disney Cruise Line youth host Oliver Lavat was arrested in 2019 for molesting a 10-year-old boy aboard the Disney Magic Ships Oceaneer Kids Lab after blindfolding the child and spinning him around several times as part of a game. In 2012, an 11-year-old girl was groped and kissed in an elevator by 23-year-old Milton Braganza, a dining server on the Disney Dream. A Cruise Line security officer was told by Disney officials to keep her mouth shut and do nothing. Two days later, when the ship arrived in Nassau, Braganza admitted to the Bahamas police that he molested the girl and was then taken to the airport, where Disney arranged for his flight back home to India. Last year, Hollywood Studios custodians Jonathan McGrew and Savannah Lawrence were caught attempting to have a threesome with a 13-year-old. McGrew said that the couple's fantasy was to play stepdad, stepdaughter, stepmother. Animal Kingdom Lodge lifeguard Kenneth Aquino was arrested after trying to have sex with a 13-year-old, showing up in his Disney work clothes. Of course, child predators will naturally seek employment at Disney, but it's everywhere within the company. Director of music publishing John Healy was charged with three felony counts of child sexual abuse in 2017. Vice President Michael Laney was convicted of sexually abusing a 7-year-old girl in 2019. Both actor-producer Brian Peck and director Victor Salva were rehired by Disney after they served time for raping children from the set. The subliminal sexualization of children has demonstrably been a part of Disney's work for generations, embedded into their animations. Several whistleblowers have claimed that Disney has been used since its very beginning as a form of mind control and MKUltra, most famously for their Project Monarch princess programming of little girls. So it's really no surprise that Disney's corporate president admittedly wants to flood Disney stories with the so-called LGBTQIA agenda, which we now understand to be code for pedophilia.
1: Let me tell you something. How the fuck did these guys on a cruise molest a kid and make it back to any sort of port? Because if I was on that cruise...
2: That had been my kid.
1: you yeah, heard what could... they
2: said. They yeah. said that the security guard who, or the security official who knew about it was threatened to keep her mouth shut. And as soon as they pulled into the Bahamas, they didn't fly him back to the States to be tried. They flew him back to his home country of India because like nothing the, bad can ever happen right now, at, at, at Disney. Disney. They, there are stories, and some of them I know to actually be true of cast members who have passed out from heat exhaustion and died within their suits. When the ambulance comes to pick them up, they're not allowed to take the suit off. It's part of the policy. They're taken off property before property. the suit is removed. This way, before they're declared dead. This way, Disney can say no one died on the property. Well, that's, if I had that's been been my kid been on some that.
1: website years ago that, that that detailed all the bad shit that had happened at Disney and they literally moving bodies and hurt people outside the perimeter of their park just so they could say nothing's happened to anybody inside. Yes.
3: Had that been my kid on
2: the cruise ship there'd have been a murder. Let me tell you something. But he would have died. Well, I- you would have had to get rid of the body in the ocean so they just would have claimed that he drowned. He fell overboard. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I would have hung ribbon. him from the stack.
1: Yeah. Whether it had been my kid or anybody's kid and I caught wind of it, that motherfucker would die at sea. And hang him from the stack he'd be like Tinkerbell fucking swinging in the, in the wind from the highest fucking mast of that of that uh, ship.
2: So since my tink- since my small world revision, it didn't get a whole lot, do you think that one will get me some views? I think you're going to TikTok jail. Look, look, look. When I opened it with the groomers intro that was- phenomenal
3: no no no, hold on a minute hold on (laughs) one of us already got banned this week twice yeah (laughs) fucking that's right fucking twice so uh yeah where you at catch up you want to meet my level let's go let's go fucking sharing
1: one of us already already got banned this week and that was for something as as simple as somebody washing cast iron skillets
2: So, (laughs) that
3: that wasn't actually it. I I found out why uh, why I got it, but yeah, no, no, no. It's it's about as fucking stupid.
2: Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go post that one right now. We'll see how well this one works. (laughs) <laughs> Thirty minutes
3: from now. Hey, guess what? I don't have an account. Let's start a new one.
2: His TikTok's
1: gonna
3: blow up. <laughs> like no. All right. So the app actually starts on fire on the screen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just melts away. <laughs> Anytime he goes to touch it, it's I'm gonna title good. it
2: "If You Know You Know." Or, or title it "When You Wish Upon a Pedo."
3: <laughs> when when stars, You... you a
2: pedo hanging. <laughs> wish yeah. Yeah. Upon a chipper,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: you know, like okay, posting the fact that oh, fuck. You know, in the video, sound all on the it.
1: people that were all the in the video, all the people that were mentioned, it only said about two people who were actually not employed anymore but then rehired. I would assume that everybody else still is
2: either gainfully employed. Uh, well, you can thank Sheriff Grady for a lot of them not going back to work. Like yeah. the one where they talked about where the the two couples wanted to, their fantasy was stepdaughter, stepfather, stepmother. Yeah. They actually got arrested in a sting because of Sheriff Grady. Because Florida ain't playing that game. Which is why I hope! That DeSantis is serious when he says that uh, they're going to take away the sovereignty of Disney World. This way the cops can run through there more. Oh, and uh, by the way, I have a special message for one of our people. If you thought I was loud before, you ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) Okay, I
1: feel much better now.
3: Uh, I got
2: one to say but I don't <laughs> <laughs> So anyhow uh, So let's head to the third topic The cheapening of life If what we showed you in China And what we showed you with the church And with Disney They are cheapening Go ahead The first video you sent me
3: They can't see it But I want Marcus to see it
2: Oh, fine, they Marcus. Understand. You're gonna have to describe this one because
3: I don't know if you had to describe. It. I want to get his actual reaction, though. We talk yeah. about the cheapening of life.
2: Yeah. Okay. We're talking yeah, about the cheapening
3: it. of all life, and any people that could do what you're about to see. <sighs>
2: Oh, I can't
1: wait to see this video.
2: <laughs> okay. This video is approximately 30 seconds. Freya, if you are listening to this particular episode, go forward one minute from right now. Because what you will what you will hear will disturb you to your core. You have been warned. You now have. For all in the audience, skip forward 30 seconds.
3: No, no. I want you to focus and I want you to see what's going on. This isn't some sugar cake. It happened somewhere else. This is going to be happening here. It already does in a lot of regards. Wake up and smell the fact that the world is not this happy go lucky fucking place y'all seem to think it is.
2: All right, here we go. What the fuck
1: Yep Is that a dog That's a dog right
3: Yes it is But I wish I could show the other video Because I I saw it earlier Which one The cat No 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 The reason that pissed me off so bad Is because I was watching them do that To someone else To a person Why I have that one
1: why were they beating
3: this dog? Doesn't matter because the 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 owner is in quarantine. So and instead of animals.
2: taking care of the dog, they kill it. They remove it, and they don't
3: just they don't even kill it in a humane way. They beat it to death with six foot sticks. Yeah, it's a, it's and they're minutes. joking. Like I I know just enough to 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 get the gist of what they're saying, and they're joking about it. They're giving each other shit for not hitting hard enough.
1: I hope all these fuckers get colon cancer. Nah, I'd just like to be in a room with them for an hour. No, seriously, that, that's fucked up. That, that that you know, you know what's funny is like when you when you talk about the cheapening of life or, or, or you know, people what what Americans don't get is how cheap life actually is outside of these fucking out out of this country. What are you talking how, about? Life is cheap here. Well, what we... I'm saying is what what I'm what I'm saying is people don't really understand it, how people like in third world countries, how quickly they are to fucking kill, to get what they need or whatever it may be. And it's coming here. Yeah. I I think it's coming with, with full force and reckless abandon that people don't realize like all these woke fucking avocado toast idiots like, you know, or have no fucking idea what the fuck is coming their way because we've lived in fucking happy land for so long. And now they think they're so more worried about that you call them zazer than she, him, or whatever the fuck it is. That this shit's gonna come and it's gonna come fast, and they're gonna be the first to go. You
2: they my feelings
1: the.
3: <clears throat> when I said I saw something similar, I'm not talking about if if Pop shows it. I'm not talking about the video that that Pop sent me. I mean, they were beating them with sticks
2: like that. Yeah. I don't have that one. I mean I have it but not okay. Not on my computer. So I'm not the only one that saw it. No. That. They also had one where they had the this poor old man with two of the giant circular prod sticks pinned up one in the front and one in the back so they could question him so he couldn't move out of the way. And when he could no longer stand, he tried to push himself so he could adjust. They pinned him up against a fence. But let's talk about the cheapening of life. We live in a country that's killed 70 million unborn. That a hun- uh, that almost a million people go missing for uh, human slavery, whether it be sex trafficking or slavery itself. And no one cares. We have veterans who are committing suicide at a rate that is probably higher than 30 per day now. We have a government that doesn't care for its people. They would rather let them starve than the earth heat up one fucking degree in a thousand fucking years. If you believe that climate change is really going to raise the sea levels... Why would you still fly on private jets? Why would you buy a $20 million house on the fucking beachfront? Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You don't fucking care about climate change. You sit here. You want to make money and you want to impulse control. And the time when the government, when the people finally realize what you're doing, if they do it before it's too late, I hope to God you're still alive. So that you can face the wrath of what's coming, but you know what? I'm Christian, so in this world or the next, buddy, you're going to get the justice that's due you.
3: I'd much rather it be this world. I know you would. But let me let me say one of my favorite ones about that whole situation. And uh, <laughs> Marcus, you haven't you haven't hung around me long enough to realize that when I get really calm, that's a problem. <laughs> but anyway. One of my favorite arguments about that is where they're talking about oh, all the cows, all the cow farts are, are causing the world to heat up. And I'm sitting there going, you do realize that there was a time where there were millions upon millions mm-hmm. of bison, buffalo running the Great Plains. Like you want to tell me that our little cattle is actually going to make that big of a difference or, or the fact that we are they told us to be ready for a long cold winter and things are going to get really expensive when it comes to heating and oil and things like that. And then you go, it wouldn't be if you would just open up our fucking
2: oil. Do you realize that if they opened up the 4 million acres that we could be cut, do you realize that this year is the first year in <clears throat> decades that we have become a net food importer instead of a net food exporter? We have damaged our farming capabilities so much that they have that we have started to bring more food in the country than we send out. When is anybody going to stand up and say, "How do we go from
1: four years"? I mean, people say it, but when is actually somebody going to be held pulled to the fucking carpet and, and answer for it? That they won't we went we self-reliant. We went from self-reliant, self-sufficient and exporting more to now totally you know
3: go ahead Odin I'm going to give you the ability at this particular point uh just this is 41 minutes uh you may want to censor the next part I don't know but I'm giving you the heads up and the warning they won't they won't until somebody gets the right idea raises up an army and drags them out on the fucking carpet and holds them accountable because until then, our court system is fucked. Our justice system is fucked. Our law enforcement system is fucked. It's not going to fucking matter. Nothing would ever happen. The only people that can hold them accountable is us. But Americans as a fucking society are a bunch of yellow bellied cowards. They ain't going to do shit.
2: Yep. As long as it's. Uh, agreed. As, as, long as, it is un, as long as it is comfortable for them, they will not stand. As long as they can justify taking the easy route, they will not stand. They would rather bury their heads in the sand than, we went from, then uh, take a stand. They
3: literally told us a modern-day version of let them eat cake, and we rolled over, spread our cheeks, and said, please, sir, can you give me another thrust?
1: <laughs> we literally went from one of the world's most independent superpowers to literally... Now, the biggest cuck on the fucking planet on the fucking planet, pretty much standing in the fucking soup line with a bowl saying, "No, no, no, please, can I have some more, sir?
2: when we sit here and we look at when we look at what's coming, people say it can't happen here. The lockdowns in twenty twenty in China did come here, yeah. These are coming here. When you sit here and look at Canada saying that by next year, there'll be one of only a handful of countries that will allow you to self terminate because you're depressed. You can't tell me that's for mental health.
4: That gets rid of
2: the weak of the group. They are hoping, they are hoping that if they sit here and they give you the option to terminate yourself because of PTSD, that it will be the veterans that be like, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm out. That when oh. they sit here, they get the people, they're looking at the people who are chemically dependent and saying, come to us, we will end it for you. They want to lower the population.
3: So I have like, a question. You know, at what point, I, I know you both are older than I am. No, I was just, a I, I, I don't remember. I like I, I remember growing up listening to the tales about Dr. Kevorkian, right? And you all actually lived during that time period. Did you all ever think that that a nation of the world would actually make it legal to be Dr. Kevorkian? Yes. I did. I, I didn't I go you know, But what's funny is now they're suddenly going now now they're suddenly saying that they're going to uh stop doing certain things because it goes against their
2: code of do no harm. Yeah, they won't kill somebody using the, the, lethal uh,
3: injection. the
2: lethal injection medications because they do no harm, but we're going to give you a vaccine that will do harm. That we're going to be able to have the ability to kill you uh because you're depressed legally. <clears throat> when you asked about Dr. Kevorkian, I was in the pro-life movement at that point, right? And we... We all looked at each other and went, they want to be able to kill us from cradle to grave. And it's coming. California.
3: They're using a a bastardization of survival of the fittest.
2: California says you can kill your child up to seven days after birth. Maryland. Was it Maryland? Yeah. Maryland says 28 days. 28 days. (coughs) Colorado says up until the point of birth. And you know, now we're giving people to die at the other end of the spectrum. Look, you know, when you said when people didn't think it could come here, like,
1: you know, and, and our lockdowns did come. Our medical choice, our our, our God-given right to choice was, was impeded upon massively. People's, people still in New York City right now, you know, they fired all the first responders and everything that were heroes for working through the pandemic got fucking fired or forced to take the fucking jab. But now you know this idiot fucking Eric Adams is saying that sports players are immune from it because God forbid it's more important for the fucking you know for the city that you know the New York Knicks play unvaccinated or vaccinated you know than than that we have firefighters, em EMTs, EMS, and it is only because
2: officers. it is only because that one player insulted him by going to the stadium at without a without being vaccinated and then walked on to the court to hug the fellow players and people saw it on camera that is the only reason mm. i like the, um, it, whatever whatever reason
1: it may be you know at what point at what point can people sit there? At what point are they? Well, I'm sure there's going to be granted fucking a blanket immunity for anybody in power at that time. Look what happened to Cuomo. I mean, you know, he he pretty much got off with a fucking not even a fucking a slap. He he resigns from from his fucking term. But at what point are they going to sit there and say, you know what, my civil liberties have been fucking violated? And, you know, not just violated. I'm talking fucking no lube, fucking bent over and. Uh, and torn inside out. Sorry. To quote, to quote one of our favorite movies over here. I'm talking elephant dick in
3: the ass. No lube, reach around. No lube, jungle fucked.
1: Right? What would like? When, when are they going to start dealing with that? When is it going to be acceptable? Are they in fifty years, or like they did with the Japanese internment camps? Are we going to wait fifty to one hundred years to fucking get uh, get an apology, or you know, or or some or something in in eighty years, or is everyone going to be one in uh, two hundred years? Are are kids 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 going to be walking around asking for reparations for what happened well, to hold us? On.
2: Hold on, I I have a story about that actually. <laughs> hold on. You want to talk about the people that are actually do reparations? Sure. All right, hold on. This story came out early or the end of last year. Chrome down. U.S. soldiers used. As human guinea pigs in top secret chemical testing program, a Nashville veteran finally discusses his experience at Edwood, Ed, Edwood, Edgewood Arsenal. This came out on November 11th of 2021. A top secret military program treated active duty U.S. soldiers like they were guinea pigs, according to a class action lawsuit that shed light on what happened. For 20 years, the government tested chemicals on soldiers who were not aware of what was being put in their bodies. The testing took place at Edgewood Arsenal in Maryland from 1955 to 1975. Nashville veteran Dennis Paul, 79, discussed his experiences in the program with News Channel 5 Investigates, saying, he, uh, saying it impacted him long after he left the Army. Paul was serving at Forest Bliss in Texas in 1968 when he volunteered for what he thought would be an easy assignment. The word got around they were looking for volunteers for testing. Weekends off, relaxing, that's why I took it. My man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he uh, showed a black and white photo of a large group of soldiers in front of assigned medical volunteers. That's me, he said, pointing to a younger version of himself. said the group was told they would help test military equipment like gas masks, but instead the military deliberately exposed them to chemical and biological agents. (coughs) These were active duty U.S. service members being used as human guinea pigs. Lawsuit details how the military secretly tested drugs and chemicals on thousands of soldiers, including dangerous nerve gases like sarin gas, incapacitating agents like LSD and BZ that that Paul called benzene. It's an important story that needs to be told, and it's a story that, frankly, a lot of people don't know. Declassified military films show soldiers being given drugs and then being monitored to see their impacts. For the actual test, Private Zardovsky received a high dose of incapacitating agent, the film's narrator said. One film showed soldiers being injected with BZ, which in high doses can lead to hallucinations and confusions. Yeah. After receiving the drug, soldiers were monitored to see if they could do basic tasks like run an obstacle course. Shortly after receiving the drug, he is grossly impaired, a narrator said, as a soldier struggles through an obstacle course. In the midst of the Cold War, the military was concerned chemical agents could be used against U.S. soldiers. Now, I want you to, to listen to the quote that President Dwight D. Eisenhower said. If the United States is to survive, long-standing American concepts of fair play must be reconsidered.
3: You know, in some regards, he's not wrong. I mean, if you're going to go into a war, you go into it to win. You use every single thing, any fights, any fair fights, the one you walk away from the victor. However, using your own troops as fucking guinea pigs is a bit... Of a bastardization of that kind of One of the
1: biggest of... shams in, in the history of this world is the fucking Geneva Convention. Who are we kidding? How many people right. actually follow that? It, it's such bullshit. It's just so to say that there's something there. And then when if somebody violates it,
2: like then The, US, the Geneva Convention only applies to actual wartime scenarios. And it doesn't apply to your own soldiers. No. But the class no. oxen lawsuit forced the army to locate soldiers who were in the testing program. And send them documentation detailing what happened to them. It also released the soldiers from their oath of secrecy. And it was at that point that they were allowed to speak out. You know,
1: back when they te- uh, the Manhattan Project was going on and they were testing nuclear bombs and stuff like that, they were digging trenches in the fucking, in the, in the deserts of Nevada, putting soldiers out there. Without any type of protection whatsoever, I, I watched this whole documentary on it. P- apparently, the blast was so bright that these guys could actually see their bones through their fucking skin while this was going off. And then after everything cleared, they got up through the trenches and walked to Ground Zero. How, and and the majority of them fucking died, you know. But the, the U.S. government and the U.S. Uh, military forces have been testing on their own fucking, you know. Every military for so long. has. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. But, for, but, you know, what, what Eisenhower said, you know, if you look at the Afghan, uh, Afghanistan war, right, when during the Obama administration and their uh, terms of engagement, right, l- look what they had to go through. If somebody was running at them with, with any type of deadly force or what could be considered deadly force, throwing a rocket at them or throwing a fucking bomb or, or uh, you know, whatever it may be, they still did to get permission to fucking fire upon them. And then they get and then, you know, with what these people did, and I understand we're the civilized country, we're the civilized, we're the civilized. But you know what they did? They fucking lobbed a plane into a non-military target and uh, which caused this war to begin with, which killed thousands of people in New York, Pennsylvania, fucking DC, and we're supposed to, you know, our soldiers out there who are fighting for our freedom are supposed to wait and ask while they're being shot upon if they could shoot back.
3: There's no such thing as a civilized war. Trying to say that there is and trying to act like there is is tantamount to losing. Yeah. And look what we've done. We fucking lost. I don't care what anybody says. We fucking lost. And yeah. Because we did it on our own. We literally... We didn't go in there looking to win. We went in there looking to nation build. But we even did that fucking half-assed.
1: I gotta be honest. The worst thing that, the worst thing that fucking happened to the U S military is the fact that soldiers were allowed that fucking cell phones. Cause you know what, do what you fucking do over there. And they were recording it and people were sending it back here. I have no fucking sympathy for the dead fucking soldier, the dead soldiers. that got pissed on by American troops. You know, I had no sympathy for them. They were trying to get killed. They were trying to kill him. Was, was it right? What's that? The one Abu Grave. no, no, that no, one, totally that bad. one has yeah.
3: always made me. That one has always made me laugh, but not in a fun way. It's like I said, I look at it like these people literally wanted to kill our women and children, and you got mad because they stripped them naked and took a picture. Mm-hmm. That's at least I would have done. That's at least anybody would have done.
1: The only thing that makes me mad about it, and and maybe I'm, I don't know how people might feel about this, is that these idiots fucking filmed it and
2: saved the fucking pictures. Honestly, like, do you? I. I don't. Do you really want to know what the down, the ultimate downfall of the U.S. military was? I would. The ultimate downfall of the U.S. military happened during the Vietnam when they decided that they wanted to start winning the hearts and minds of people. That is not how wars are fought. You go in, you kill people, and you break their shit. Until they are so beat up or ultimately destroyed that they can never fucking come back. But we decided we wanted to be these happy people because we decided to embed reporters in with our troops and be like, look, they committed a massacre. They're the bad guys, bitch. They're yeah. supposed to fucking die. No, no. one
1: the, and, and, no, exactly. And then uh, then from that point, and our fucking US government sending billions upon billions, if not trillions of dollars to all these fucking countries that hate our guts. And then they attack us and we go over there We're like, oh, excuse me, I'm going to send a bomb now. I know you weren't thinking about all the women and children that you fucking massacred when you flew two planes into a building, but just letting you know we're going to send it in there. Hope there's no civilians there. And of course, everybody's a fucking civilian because you know what? They were raised to be uh, insurrectionists. Like their children are literally being raised to fucking hate us
2: in a school that we fucking fund. Well, uh, the same thing I say with the fucking atomic bombs. Well, you don't like the atomic bombs. You don't think we should use that weapons. Would you prefer the 12 million American soldiers that would have died? Yeah. Uh, to capture all of Japan, because guess what? They don't believe in civilians like we believe in civilians. They were sacrificing their civilians to win a war. Comic-Con. They had no civilians. Oh. Every person would have fought. It's the same reason that Japan didn't want to fucking come to the mainland because they understood there was, there was a gun behind every blade of grass. Mm-hmm. In Japan, it just happened to be fucking swords and bombs. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but those swords and bows—no fucking joke, dude.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, but the, <laughs> the, the amount of—twenty of,
1: feet away in a nine yeah, millimeter. Like, different well, days, yeah.
3: well, think about it. look at look at Iwo Jima and the rest of it. Look how much it took to take just one island. Could you imagine going into the island hopping here. your way? Well, I having an island hop your way up to the mainland. Yeah, fuck that.
1: Look what happened to Iwo Jima. They thought they we thought the uh, the Marines. Uh, Won right, and, and at night they took all their fucking ammunition because they were running short and, and diverted it elsewhere. They thought they won. They thought they took the island in the middle of the night. Surprise, got, motherfucker! Surprise, motherfucker! And we got swords. <laughs> you know, like it's it's it, it just it really just pisses me the fuck off. Like you know, you got a, a kid in Afghanistan who's being raised to hate fucking Americans. You and if you watch the videos where they're killing, like they have they have their young kids fucking shooting people that they feel are infidels or, or i had a buddy who lost
2: thing. a leg because he sit here and took sympathy on so on a kid who was super young and had a fucking vest on him let me say this i can no longer blame
3: afghanistan i can no longer blame anybody over there for <laughs> thinking that we are the great evil the you know the great Satan. Look what we did to the people that tried to help us. The people that we guaranteed their safety. We guaranteed you know repayment because they helped us take down the Taliban and then we just abandoned them. We proved to them that we are the great Satan. We proved to them that we are everything that the Imams have ever said we were. Yep. We created generations of legitimized terrorists, people that hate us for a valid fucking reason all because somebody wanted to play fuck fuck political games
1: well whether directly directly or indirectly we helped them win the war against fucking Russia back in the 80s and then totally said when you know when Russia was fucking pulling out in tanks we said okay now you guys are good bye bye they fucking hated us anyway they hated us anyway for not fucking following through then with whatever promises or backdoor promises or whatever it may fucking be that there had been and we didn't you know we didn't pony up and pay for less than a couple
3: hours after Biden declared that we were going to pull out they were going through the streets beheading people hanging people raping people all because they had helped the Americans people that we were supposed to bring home our own fucking citizens we left there
2: there's still some there and check this out a little unknown fact whether you like Glenn Beck or not he has a charity called Mercury One He decided that he was going to use that charity to get American citizens and refugees that had helped us out of Afghanistan. They had a plane full, loaded and in the air of American citizens and uh, Afghani refugees that were our interpreters, right? They had them land and deported them back to Afghanistan. So, even when people say, What can we do? Unless the option includes remove the fucking government, there is nothing you can do. You can't do it of your own free will. They will not let you. You will have to fight them or you will die. And that is the only two options that you have left. Mm. What is coming? is going to be swift and severe and millions of people are going to die. If you want to be on that number, fine. I don't plan on being on that fucking list of those that are easy to die. You're going to have to fucking take me out. Just say it. But I do have one I do have one ironic story. Okay. All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. Elon Musk turned down Hmm. the board position at Twitter because they told him he couldn't sell it for two years. And they said he couldn't buy more than 14.9% of the company. And he goes, nah. (laughs) And it it has, it has fucked everybody up because if he's on the board, he can't sell for two years. So now Twitter is like cuz he keeps asking these weird ass questions. Like is Twitter dead? Right? He bought 9.2% of the company, asks if Twitter's dead. They go, "Hey, we want to put you on the board so you can't pump up the price and then dump the stock, mm-hmm. right? So that you can't buy this large amount, right? We want to put you on the board." Eh. No. Well, now, everybody's the, like, oh, fuck, what's he going to do?
1: <laughs> well, did you see he he posted about, you know, how delusional? He's something to the effect of how delusional it, Twitter is actually, their reporting is, and how a lot of the accounts that they're reporting for their users are robo accounts, multiple users. Even his name was in there about somebody who barely posts, but they're kind of hype up the fact that him, it was uh, top 10 people of supporters. Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes.
2: Yeah. They they brought up Taylor Swift who hadn't posted in the last three months and yeah. Justin Bieber only posted once in the entire year. Yeah. Is Twitter dead? That was the, the only thing that came, came after Twitter. that.
3: The only thing <laughs> that kept Twitter alive was the fact that Trump was on there. They should never have actually banned him because he generated
1: a lot of people going to Twitter. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, but you know what? They they did that thinking that they would have all these fucking woke fucking people like, yeah. Freedom of speech, ban somebody, which is what they technically do. You know, like we we want our freedoms. We want this and we want that, but we want people who agree with us. So they did it and it fucking backfired in their face. But again, it's, you know, although it's a publicly traded company, they, we still are, you know, held to their own reports. It's it, To me, it, it blows my mind how these publicly traded companies produce their own production reports. You know what I mean? Like you could say anything.
2: And people just fucking buy it and spoon feed it. But I think that is awesome. Yeah, that's fucking phenomenal. So, all right. So this right. episode didn't have a lot of good news. <laughs> all right, go ahead. What you got?
3: I want to build on what you said. About... And I want people to understand what you said right before we did the irrelevant story about Elon Musk. I know you're trying to lighten things up, but I want people to understand there comes a point in life where you must draw that line. Not a line like Obama in the sand, no, a line in the fucking rock where this for no further. And you need to understand that the only way to affect change in this nation is to remember the simple fact that we would rather die on our feet than live a second on our knees.
2: Right. So we are going to discuss... I, I kind of wanted to do, you know, you know, happy religious stuff because it's like the week before Easter. But uh, that the, the, that is not how the news is directing me. That, and, you know, I, I, I follow the stories. So on Friday, we're going to talk about a book entitled Survival Theory. On Friday. We're going to talk about, because it is a really hard, gripping uh, book. I have put it in our Telegram channel. So if you have our Telegram, go read that book and be prepared to discuss it. There's some gear recommendations. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the real brutal realities of of survival in a grid-down situation. Marcus, I know that you do not have Telegram. I suggest that you get Telegram. I will show you how to use it. <laughs> well, I'll take all the time you need because there's a there's hey, a lot Marky of inf- there's a lot of information on on our Telegram channel that can help.
3: So, so Marky Mark, did you ever figure out how to do uh, Snapchat? <laughs>
4: No. <laughs> I was just curious. I
3: mean, I want to hold it over Freya's head that I was able to get you on Signal and then on the podcast before you ever got on Snapchat.
1: <laughs> I was a Snapchat. I, I used it one time, and then we also, and then I came to Signal. I'm like, oh, this is perfect.
2: <laughs> All right. So with that, I'm Odin. This is Tier, and we're joined again by Marcus. Thank you for coming, my dear sir. And Thank you for uh, having me as it, always, felt. We're going to talk about different chapters. I think we should call him Bjorn. Bjorn?
3: Mm-hmm. He looks oh, like okay. a bear.
1: I knew a guy named Bjorn. Was he a bear? <laughs> Was he what? Nothing. <laughs> I'll tell
2: you his last name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, thank you for joining us on another episode of Winter Call Podcast. Dude, we need to have a talk after this. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.